This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Pressure Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, December 1st. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, no Xfinity issues today, and it looks like uh, you were up early, already hit up the gym, and uh, good to go for today's show. Good to go. Now, I can't promise you there won't be Xfinity issues because that happened after the initial segment yesterday. That's right. Although it didn't make for a good sound clip. Like, uh, I didn't go back and I didn't have time to go back and watch the show yesterday. But for our sound clip on like our social media pages to get you guys to tune into the episode after it's post done, if you didn't catch it live. It was like the perfect sound clip, like <laughs> er, eat, er, eat, because I didn't hear that on my side. I didn't hear any of that. I was just me throwing a temper tantrum. So it, it, it caught well. And I did really good about not cussing. So that was that was pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, you guys got to hear Digital Tony getting uh, frustrated, but uh, it, it yeah, was funny. It was, and, it, was it, it was pretty good. You know, it actually might be one of those. Maybe you just played it as a best of because. Now it'll be like if this was a Friends episode, it would have been like the one where Xfinity ruined the day or something. (laughs) Yeah, it turned out to be a great episode uh, after we got back things going. But as far as experiencing that today, hopefully not. Yeah, knock on wood. Up, refreshed, we're ready to roll. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, you know. I had a great day yesterday. Uh, You know, it is Tuesday, but... uh, It's been fun putting the show together during the week that we were off because there's so many articles and ideas that came out that, uh, you know, there are times where it's a little bit tough to find topics. Not the case this week. So I'm I'm excited about that. And let's uh, go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every show with a question for my co-host. Tony, we know you are our resident bachelor. When it comes to finding a mate who is compatible you know obviously looks aren't everything but uh, what is your stance on plastic surgery are you looking for somebody with absolutely none a little bit's okay or are you looking for full-on barbie doll oh definitely not full-on barbie doll i think there is a limit of too much plastic surgery when you start doing the lips and the face and you start looking like a muppet there's some bad stuff Hey, you want to you want a breast enhancement reduction stuff like that or you want to get a mole removed you know things like that that's fine i mean 
to me, I could see past a lot of that stuff, but when you have an obsession with trying to be the ultimate perfect version of yourself that you see, the more plastic surgery you do, the more damage you do, and it just ends up not being good. So uh, I definitely would not go for the Muppet look. So <laughs> That's good. So you're saying uh, too much plastic is, is it just doesn't fly with you. Doesn't fly, no. But you can, obviously, you can enhance what you want to enhance. Like I said, you know, a couple of, as we referred to yesterday, the Hooters, you know, they, you enhance those, you decrease <laughs> them. That, that's your prerogative. I ain't gonna, I gotta hate on that. Fair enough. Well, then you definitely won't be this guy. A bodybuilder has finally married his sex doll after delaying the ceremony for months. You're... This just took a weird left turn. It's not where I thought you were going to go. Oh, that's why I like doing this. I, you've got my attention. I've you... taken the hook. Yuri Talachko from Kazakhstan has been living with Margot for a year and a half and says he popped the question back in December 2019. He first met her at a nightclub and the pair were due to get married in March this year before the coronavirus pandemic threw the world into turmoil. Yuri earlier told the Daily Star that the ceremony was delayed a second time after he was attacked during a transgender rally in the Kazakh city of Almaty in, uh, on October 31st. He suffered a concussion and a broken nose after dressing as a woman for the march, posting pictures of his gruesome injuries to Instagram. Well, that's never okay. But, uh, however, the pair have finally tied the knot at a ceremony attended by dozens of guests. Sharing footage of the celebration on Instagram, Yuri wrote, It's happened. To be continued. In the video, Yuri slips a ring onto Margot's finger before the pair share a tender kiss. They then take the first dance in front of a delighted crowd. Describing the earlier attack, uh, well, yeah, we don't have to describe the attack, but uh, in any case, this guy, Yuri, uh, decided to marry his sex doll and... Apparently, they're going to live happily ever after. What is she going to do when he, you know, starts out aging her? What the f is going on? <laughs> that is insanity. You know what I just pictured? It's a nice, this is a me. I'm in Kazakhstan, and I like the moving mannequin. This is my <laughs> wife, I like. I call me Hollywood. What the hell, man? There's your soundbite for the day. Jeez Louise, that's the weirdest thing. Well, and people actually encourage this. They're not like, yo, Yuri, I don't know if you know, <laughs> but what, what was the uh, what was the sex doll's name? Margot. Oh, it doesn't matter. Margot Bargo. Uh, dude, she ain't real. Right. Yeah. Oh, the dude's got issues. Well, it goes to show how lonely people are getting during this whole uh, pandemic. So, uh... hey, I've I've been single for a year now. Let me tell you something, brother. Um, not not that lonely. Like it's cool. You can talk to real people, you know. Like even if you're not out hanging with them, there is a device called a cell phone. You can message. You can talk to other girls. You can have conversation. And you might not be getting any, uh, you know, ram jammies, but you know, at the same time, any there's no way. Like you will not go, you will not be attending a wedding of me and a plastic doll, but that's just I'd almost take a Muppet over that. <laughs> well, that's good. And you said know, he was a bodybuilder just to is. add more uh, salt to the wound with this story. Yeah, he's actually a good-looking guy. You know, he, he could probably this get any number of jokes. That can't be for real, dude. Who knows? Who knows? But in any yeah. case, let me tell you something, dude. This is Margot Rago, 
And she's a big, beefy woman. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Tickle me Elmo, huh? Well, folks, that was just the appetizer of the show that we have for you today. It is a great show. Let's talk about today's oh, show, shall we? That was Taco Tuesday! <laughs> I had my tacos last night and got a lot of crap for it. Uh, well, that's all right. Well, I work overnight tonight. Can't do tacos. <laughs> that makes sense. On today's show... Bell. As we do on Tuesdays, we've got Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. We have a segment called Love Thy Neighbor. Our call-in topic today is further explanation needed. When have you had tried to explain something that's just overly complicated to somebody who has no clue what the topic or concept is? We have fresh facts. We'll close out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, December 1st. Now we are, uh, I forgot where we were going with the section. <laughs> Plastic women and Margot. She's a beautiful broad. She's yeah. so pretty, I got distracted. But <laughs> she is. She's the best. She never ages. <laughs> we're talking the Phoenix line. Phoenix line is Phoenix. a. 24-hour day, seven-day a week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you are married to a sex doll and you want to tell us all about it. You can. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, it is the second segment of this show, and you know what that means. Tony's here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It's December 1st, 2020, the last month of this wonderful year. Let's roll with the Filippo Fast Five. NBC Universal issues an apology over a Selena Gomez kidney joke in the new Say by the Bell reboot. The episode is now edited. Okay. It's kind of lame. People are so sensitive anymore, but I don't know why anyone thought that'd be a good idea. Anyhow, whatever. Ryan Reynolds says, hard pass on petition to name Vancouver Street after him, which is crazy because he's a big Vancouver guy, but just shows he doesn't need that. He's humble. It's not about that. Jay Cutler is literally out here hanging with Shannon Ford, who Kristen Cavallari publicly fired. Fans simply cannot with this thirst for drama. 49ers move home games to Arizona amid Santa Clara County ban on contact sports. So just now call them the Arizona 49ers for a while. <laughs> and Peyton's Place is season two is now streaming on ESPN+. Plus. It's a dry day for entertainment stuff. Let's roll to the real entertainment now, baby. Peyton Place is a good show, by the way. Um, yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to this season two. Um, so every month, I know with all the streaming services out there, uh, they have uh, this cycling, like they sign deals with uh, shows, uh, movies. They have little contracts with how long they can stream them. Then they disappear. Then they bring new stuff on. 
well, Netflix is notorious for this. You know, they have a good platform. Well, if you like to Netflix it out, it is December. So now here's some notable keys that are going to be disappearing from your streaming service. Uh, Today's your last day, which is kind of strange that they don't let you watch this the whole month. But Dr. Seuss is the Grinch. Um, today's the last day. So if you want to get your Grinch in, you got till the end of today to watch it. Same with the Heartbreakers with uh, Sigourney Weaver and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yep. Actually, surprisingly, not a bad little rom-com. Um, uh, leaving December 4th, uh, nothing noticeable. I'll just leave. I'm not going to tell you the dates, but just throughout the month, here's some things you guys should be finishing up on. If you're a West Wing fan, you're losing that show on Christmas Eve. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is leaving on Christmas Day. Uh, Dexter, if you want to get caught up on Dexter, seasons one through eight has been on the streaming service forever. That's leaving December 30th. All the IP Man movies, uh, you want to watch those? Those are leaving. Nurse Jackie is leaving season one through seven. I'm sensing a Showtime deal is uh, Sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, Hell on Wheels seasons one through five, all three Back to the Futures, Baby Mama, uh, Bad Teacher, Cape Fear, Fargo, and uh, most importantly, The Office. And uh, if you're big, that's going to the Peacock Cop show. (laughs) You might want to catch that. And then uh, Heart of Dixie, Ralph Breaks the Internet. And lastly, the Indiana Jones trilogy. So if any of those appeal to you, you've been watching those shows like The Office and stuff, bid them ado because they are leaving soon. You're saying Heart of Dixie's going? I'm a Heart of Dixie. I know. You're so sad. I'm so sad. Um, was that Rachel Bilson, Mrs. Uh, Anakin Skywalker show? <laughs> my ex-wife used to watch that thing. Oof. Oh, my that God. Thing. Who the hell cares? Exactly, Peter. Terrible. Um, Another thing that Netflix removed recently was the Chappelle show. And that was not because of anything controversial. Um, Turns out that uh, Dave Chappelle um, had come out and he's been he's been pretty adamant about people not watching his famous skit uh, comedy show. The reason being is he signed a really bad contract uh, when he was up and coming and the thing is, he doesn't get paid for reruns. Any, anything where it gets sold and bounces around, he doesn't get a dime for it. He wow. Doesn't, he doesn't get any residuals, nothing. So he's not getting paid every time you watch that show. So he's strongly encouraging, if you're a fan of him, please don't watch his show, which he said is extremely weird to request. But <laughs> as an artist, he's not getting paid for it, so he doesn't want anyone to watch it. So... Uh, Netflix actually did a good thing. He reached out to Netflix and asked them if they could not stream this show. And they obliged. They said, you know, we have a good working relationship. He's done a few stand-ups for him. We want to keep that relationship great. So they pulled it. However, you can go to uh, CBS um, All Access because they do own Comedy Central and they have the rights to it. So still streaming there. You can still catch it. But if you're a fan of Chappelle and you support him, um, you might not want to be watching that show. It's uh, I kind of feel for a guy that, you know, blood, sweat, tears, it's his creative property. Yeah, he signed a bad deal. But, you know, he should get some of the cut to it. You know, I always feel bad for artists in all platforms that put out their hard work, their creative ideas. And at the time, 
they don't know any better. They're just, you know, they want to get their product out there. They sign a deal. And unfortunately for Chappelle, like many others, like Taylor Swift, and remember Def Leppard was notoriously in a bad deal where they couldn't have their original stuff. So mm. it's it's sad. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of uh, up-and-coming artists get taken advantage of. You know, they've got managers who go in and create these sweet deals for themselves, but, you know, obviously they don't get any residuals on some of their biggest hits. Um, and yeah. like you mentioned, not just in television, but in music as well. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the Beatles, right? They don't yep. own the rights to their original stuff. Like, it was sold to Michael Jackson, and now I don't even know who owns that now. And it's just nuts. Yeah. Like. As an artist, you should own the rights to your stuff, you know? You would think One of so. the most notable ones is, like, uh, Taylor Swift out there right now. Like, she's purposely going back, re-recording her stuff. Def Leppard did the same thing before they got theirs back. It's not going to be quite the same, and it's going to hurt the value of it, and that's just so she has the rights to her own music. Right. So, And in her case, she, sad. she owns the rights to the songs, but not the masters, which is why she's going back and re-recording them so she can own those masters and then, you know, get paid for any commercial deals or, you know, anything along those lines. Yeah. Well, the guy in her deal is a, well, he's a scumbag too. Yeah. Just total douche. Anywho's, that's not what this episode's about, but let's roll on some controversy, you know, um, one of our beloved shows, which I have yet to watch, the new Animaniacs, is already creating lots of controversy being back, you know, in the world of offensive stuff. But in this particular one, I don't know if it was a gag they meant to put in, but unfortunately, it got them in some it got them in some heat and they had to go back and edit it. So um, in the sixth episode of the Hulu rebooted series, uh, Brain can be seen featured in a television commercial to promote his plan for world domination. A phone number to reach the cartoon mouse is displayed in the ad. When viewers began dialing the numbers, they were shocked to find out that the number is legitimate and connected to an adult entertainment service. <laughs> you can check out. So um, so it's on there. It's a 1-800 number. Um, it wasn't long before the sex hotline Easter egg became quite the topic on Twitter, and this was noticed by Warner Brothers, because nowadays oh, yeah. stuff spreads like wildfire. Um, the studio promptly removed the episode uh, from the streaming service so the number can be edited out. So now it's uh, the episode is back up and it now no longer has that phone number. Um, it's just kind of funny to me. And they, the second episode um, that they had on this reboot was Fans were pissed off after an episode poked fun at Johnny Depp. A movie poster is in the background for a movie called Johnny 2, Telling Lies, starring Johnny Depp. And uh, that pissed off a lot of fans and stuff. So, again, that got pulled. Um, Paulson said the joke stems from a nursery rhyme with a father asking his son if he's telling lies. So, you know, I'm all for Animaniacs. None of that's offensive to me. It just seems like somebody had a little fun and... Uh, you know, that's uh, ultimately what it comes down that. to is if you're offended by it, don't watch it. But don't get don't upset and, you know, start boycotting and demanding that they pull it down. It's, you know, they're poking fun and they're doing something that they've always done. You know, it's let's let's it's it's amazing. Slow your roll a little kind bit. of world. It, it is super amazing how easy people are offended nowadays. Like, I think, especially in the world of comedy, I think it's a lot harder now because you got to be real careful what you do and say or right. accents and all that stuff. Back in the day, you could just do. you If you go back and watch, and I'm surprised they let it fly in this day and age, 
Go back and watch Eddie Murphy's Delirious. It is super offensive by today's standards. Like <laughs> right. it, it wasn't back then. It was funny, but man, you try watching that now, you're gonna be very offended right. very fast. And if you get offended, I digress. don't watch it. Yeah, exactly. But I digress, and it's, it is time. We're out of time for the entertainment stuff. I rambled a little too long. Let's go ahead and boogie on to those December first birthdays. Crikey, son of a crocodile! Robert Irwin is sixteen. Sweet sixteen. Um, I'm I'm gonna wreck it with Vanellope Sweets. She's forty nine. Sarah Silverman. She doesn't look forty nine. No, no, she looks rather young still. And the wind beneath the Sanders sister, the Sanderson sisters' wings. Bette Midler is seventy four. Legitimately, that's all for celebrity birthdays. The rest was all YouTubers and stuff. So. Nice and short, sweet. That's celebrity news for December 1st. There you go. Well, folks, that does it for the entertainment portion of the show. When we come back, it is time for Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Don't go anywhere. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, December 1st. We are all over social media with many of you watching us right now on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social, you can. I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now, as we do on Tuesdays, we're going to go through animal tales, stories of uh, animals and, you know, some inspiring stories, some crazy stories, whatever it may be. But it is sponsored by RoughRiders.org. RoughRiders is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the transport of at-risk dogs in the rural kill shelters, brings them here to the local shelters in the Reno metro area, and uh, helps find them homes uh, with the help of their rescue partners and shelters as well. Uh, The other thing is today is Giving Tuesday. So Rough Riders is running a fundraiser on Facebook right now, trying to raise just $1,000 for this Giving Tuesday. And Facebook will actually match your donation. uh, And it is tax deductible as well. So uh, just something to keep in mind if you're looking to do something good this holiday season. And you can get more information at roughriders.org or on Facebook at Rough Riders Saves. Now, with that being said, it is time for Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey brays and the pony neighs, the old grape badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's a one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to-do and the old cow just goes moo. I feel like I need a big jug to blow into. Right? Lisa, never stop in the middle of a hoedown. <laughs> I always think that when you say the jug, I think of that episode of The Simpsons where Homer needs thinking music. 
That's and Lisa's right. just blowing into this jug and she stops. And then he says, he says that line. So <laughs> that's just what I thought about. You know, I reference old Simpsons in my head sometimes. <laughs> hey, that's all right. We all do. Well, let's go ahead and kick things off on Animal Tales. <laughs> this one comes out of your, <laughs> your neck of the woods, Tony. This dog might be small, but he's got a big heart for his best friend. Winston the Dachshund proved his heroism earlier this month when his buddy Miho, a 15-year-old Chewini, was attacked by a mountain lion in Evergreen, Colorado. Their owners, Ooh, Sarah Moore Miho. and Lindsay Golden, told Nine News that the dogs got out of the house through an open door, and within seconds, a mountain lion grabbed Miho. Instead of running away in fear, Winston chased the large cat and barked until he, it dropped Miho and left Quote, this is his best friend, so I'm not surprised that when he was screaming that he chased after him more, Winston's owner told Nine News, he's got a lot of heart. As soon as the mountain lion dropped Miho, Moore and Golden rushed him to the emergency veterinarian. Unfortunately, the dog lost his right eye and had a seizure the night of the attack. Miho could have some neurological damage, according to a GoFundMe page, more set up to help pay for his medical bills. As of Wednesday night, the page had raised 11000 $180. And I got to tell you, we've had, uh, we had two dachshunds who unfortunately recently passed. And uh, this does not surprise me whatsoever. Uh, we've got our pity Tahoe and uh, where we live, we back up to BLM land, a lot of coyotes that roam through. And at one point a coyote got over the fence and both uh, Marley, our um, um, dachshund and Tahoe, our pity were out there. Tahoe comes running back to the door scared, and uh, Marley chased the coyote off. So uh, it, it's no surprising they are actually badger hunters, and uh, you know it, it's always nice that they're so dedicated to their family that you know they can chase off a mountain lion and, and save their 15-year-old uh, Chewini best friend. That's awesome. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh... You know, anywhere you live, I mean, Colorado, Nevada, pretty similar. If you back, like we back close to the mountains, so you hear a lot of mountain lion stories being close to the front range here and everything. And, you know, if you have animals and you leave them out, you got to be very careful because you never know what's going to come down the mountain. And in Evergreen, where this story takes place, is actually in the mountains. You know, it's as you start to go up I-70, as you're climbing, it's one of the first towns there. So um, I just think that's really cool, like, you know, when they say man's best friend, it literally, they, they love their humans. They they definitely, and, and same, they love their, you know, their sibling dogs, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, they get very protective, and it's just neat to see that, you know. Yeah, yeah, and just, you know, an, another Which reason. is why this segment's fun anyways. You get to hear cool things like that. Exactly. Uh, moving on and speaking of cool things. <laughs> Tony, would you, would you, <laughs> you little crazy son, <laughs> would you own a glow in the dark pet? Um, maybe depends on what it was. <laughs> like, is it a Mogwai? Is it a, a Grogu? Is it what is it? <laughs> well, <laughs> Australian mammals and marsupials, including wombats, glow in the dark under ultraviolet light, according to a team of scientists. After a U.S. study in October found that platypuses, or platypi, are biofluorescent, researchers What a from, weird name, platypus. I know. <laughs> researchers from Western Australian Museum borrowed a UV light to verify the claim. Not only were they able to confirm the findings of the earlier study, but also discovered that many other marsupials and mammals also glow in the dark. Researchers don't know yet why these creatures, including wombats and bilby, I don't know what a bilby is, are biofluorescent, but believe it could 
be to help them spot fellow members of their own species as the bulk of those glowing in the dark were nocturnal. In October, U.S. scientists from Northland College discovered accidentally that if you shine a UV light on a platypus, it will glow green in the dark. This is a form of biofluorescence, something that has long been known about in plants, insects, and sea creatures, but until now had not been seen in mammals. Inspired by the U.S. discovery, Kenny Travulian, a paleontologist from Western Australian Museum, found a UV light and used it on specimens in the museum. He said, we borrowed it and turned off the lights in the collection and looked around for what was glowing and not glowing. They started by checking the platypus to verify the findings of the U.S. study and found they were all glowing, which confirmed the research. So there you go. If uh, you know owning marsupials were was an actual thing, Thing here in the U.S. If it's something you could do and they made great pets, well, you could find them in the dark easily um, if that was something you wanted to do. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was thinking more along the lines of things that glue in the dark animal-wise were like those fish like that had the neon stripes. Those are really cool if you got kind of a fluorescent, well, most lights that you use in the fish tank are fluorescent anyways. Mm-hmm. But uh, our buddy Denny, he had a couple of those. I thought they were just neat. So when I'd watch him, you know, I'd watch his house when they'd go on vacay, you'd turn down the UV light on it and stuff. And just the way they popped in there was really cool. I mean, you know, it's just, they're just fish, but still, you know. Yeah. <laughs> still neat to see, still neat to see. But a marsupial, it'd be kind of, it'd be kind of neat. I don't know. I, I I don't own a wombat. If it was cute, yeah. Well, you know, I don't like the you know Grogu. You know, if that if it was real or a Mogwai, even though I'd be a little scared about getting them wet or feeding them after midnight. Yeah. But if it's just stayed like Gizmo, I'd be cool with that. It's cute. Why not? And let's move on to our last story. <laughs> So the World Wildlife Fund, not the uh, WWF. The WWF, yeah, the panda taking the chair to the back of the other panda. Huh? <laughs> Tell him mean gene. The other WWF calls gorillas gentle giants, and a new viral clip of one primate shows why. A gorilla appears to tend to an injured bird and encourage it to fly at a zoo in New South Wales, Australia, according to a video posted Wednesday by Viral Hog. In the clip, the gorilla approaches the stationary bird and lies down for a closer look. He then gently touches the bird several times, prompting one observer to say, it looks like he's trying to get it to go. The bird flutters its wings and the gorilla eventually saunters off. How awesome was that, a woman says in the clip. The presumed video videographer said of the November 10th scene in the YouTube description, the gorilla walked away without ever harming it. It was amazing such a big animal could be so gentle. And uh, obviously, you know, depending on where you stand on uh, evolution versus uh, uh, creationism, um, it's hard to deny that we share certain traits with gorillas and champions chimpanzees and uh you know compassion is just another one of those things that uh you know you see out in the animal kingdom and not every animal is just vicious and and uh um, you know uh, violent yeah it's uh it's one of those things you know um gorillas are very smart obviously we're descendants of you know them so it, it they're very intelligent I, I think a lot of animals are and they just don't get all the credit they deserve you know it's all the training but the interactions with humans it, it's neat just because they can't talk um to see characteristics to tie into the first story you told that's uh it's 
pretty ad, you know evident like the, the whole defense you know mm-hmm. it's uh they definitely have feelings care and same things that we do exactly now folks if you want to watch that video or uh any of the stories that uh, we covered here in animal tales i will be posting that on our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio but that does it for animal tales for this week when we come back it's a segment called love thy neighbor don't go anywhere we'll see you in a few Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And welcome back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of the first hour, but we still have plenty to go with our second hour ahead. And so far, so good. Smooth, no Xfinity uh, um, screw-ups. I was just going to say, man, when you said fourth and final, I'm like, it is. we're still on that smooth butter sailing that we had for hour two yesterday. Yeah, let's not jinx it. But in any case, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about a 20 in all while you're there be sure to subscribe that way you always have the latest episode leave a review let us know what you think and tell your friends because sharing is caring now speaking of sharing um you know most of us live in um housing developments or apartment complexes and uh, you know we've got neighbors that we have to deal with some neighbors are fantastic, other neighbors, eh, not so much. And of course, there's an app that has uh, made it big in the last couple of years called Nextdoor, where you can post everything from garage sales to just things that are going on in the community. But every once in a while, it catches a fight between neighbors that is so good, we just have to cover it here. Now, Tony, we know that uh, you've got some neighbors who occasionally mm-hmm. like to uh, visit Pound Town and... Uh, you, you get to overhear it. But aside from that, are there any real neighbor neighbor grievances that you have? No, I actually really like uh, my neighbors. Uh, so where I'm facing, I have neighbors to this side, and then I have neighbors behind here. The neighbors over here are awesome. They're Star Wars nerds. They're, they're really fun to talk to, very polite. Um, um, they one time had to hide one of my Amazon packages for me because the wind was blowing. They're very courteous, very, and I've, we've conversated. I actually thought that uh, I had this complaint. I got this new surround sound system at Costco and uh, it, the bass is just, it sounds great, but I've always kept it pretty low because I don't want to be rude, right. you know, but the bass is, is kind of bumping. And sometimes you're watching stuff where it comes out of nowhere and you're like, Ooh, you try to turn it <laughs> right. down. Um, <clears throat> Well, I, th- I got this note on my door that said, hey, you know, we're trying to sleep, we work, yada, yada. And I wrote back because I really didn't want to offend uh, them because I- I've always gotten along with them. And they're like, you're sweet. They're like, your stuff doesn't bother us. They're like, and especially if you're watching Star Wars, please crank it up. It's fine with us. Very cool. So, so the they note- were really cool. Well, turns out, I think it's the neighbors over here. Now, I didn't reach back and say, sorry, I've just been polite and turned it down, but the the grievance I have with these guys 
is, uh, and it's nothing they can do. They got kids, but man, they stomp and they bang things and they're loud. Like last night, they were clanging and banging, and I don't know if they were town towning because I didn't hear the old Monsky Ronskis, but <laughs> they, but you know, they're always stomping. It's always loud. So, you know, it doesn't bother me. But it, yesterday, for some reason, it was a little much. It was a little extra, and then the fun Jedi masters they were um practicing their their jedi skills i'm sure when i first moved in because <laughs> i i heard some uh, moans from the jedi temple it was a little 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 uh it in, had me yeah in close quarters they I were mean, moans and they weren't from grogu <laughs> it's bound to happen well yeah we've, we've got some uh selections from the best of next door for instance this person who puts uh, need to rehome a dog small terrier tends to bark a lot if interested, let me know, and I'll jump over my neighbor's fence and get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Obviously not trying to rehome their own dog. You know, I like it, yeah. <laughs> All Savage. right. Savage. Here's the next one. Uh, speaking of animals, it says, Nightly Visitor. It's a picture of a possum drinking out of a dog's water bowl. It says, That's my friend I call George Jones. He's been visiting me nightly since he was a little tiny guy some months ago. He eats slugs and fleas and a few other pests in my yard. I say hello to George, and he crawls right up close to me and sniffs around. He's my buddy now. He was trapped inside a trash can once as a juvenile, and I let him out. I think he remembers I saved him. He's a cool friend now. You know what? Possums aren't the gross uh, creatures that people think they are. They actually keep a lot of uh, other critters away. And, uh, you know, they, they've got dead eyes, but uh, they can be cute. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a good story. I thought he was going to try to get rid of him. I'm like, wait. No. Was no. he going to get rid of him, too? No, that is a good one. Here's one that uh, actually I was just uh, texting with Tony that we may do as a um, call-in topic. It says, message to the thief. To the person who stole my plant and stand on my front porch, grow up. I hope you get diarrhea and stub your toe really hard. Don't walk by my house again. Nobody likes you. To my deceased grandmother, who was the original owner of the plant, please kill the plant. It's not at home anymore. <laughs> Dang. But that is savage. Yeah, you know, people taking other people's stuff. It's, it's ridiculous, man. Like, has the planet yeah. gone mad? Well, yeah, it's 2020. It's definitely gone mad, but... Ooh, yeah. yeah. It, it, there's there's no reason for, for stealing stuff off people's front yards, and, and especially this time of year where uh, people have to deal with porch pirates. But like I said, I think we might make that a call-in topic uh, yeah, sometime in the next week or so. I like it. Moving on with Love Thy Neighbor, best of next door. You have uh, Meanwhile in St. Louis. I'm quarantining, but I'm out of sugar for my coffee. If someone could stop by with a third cup in sandwich baggie and leave it on my doorstep, that would be great. Make sure to write not cocaine on the bag. <laughs> I could see where somebody would uh, maybe get that yeah, confused. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, Speaking of drugs and neighbors, this one, to whomever called 911. Drugs and neighbors. <laughs> to whomever called 911 on the marijuana plants in the front yard. They are tomato plants, you imbecile. Next time you feel the need to stuff up the emergency line with absolute garbage, try 311. That's the non-emergency line. You're welcome. And if you're confusing tomato plants with pot plants, then uh, you've got some uh, bigger issues. Yeah. 
And even- hey, I call you. I like to call and report a, uh, yeah, my name is uh, Marijuana, and, uh, and uh, this is still Hubie, and it's out uh, December, and uh, we'd like to tell you that uh, I'm pretty sure that they're smoking the weed. Oh, the tomato plants. Smashing. And even if your neighbor is growing a, a marijuana plant in their backyard, who cares? You know, in, in most states, crap. it's legal That's... anyway now. Yeah. To quote Bobby Brown, it's their prerogative. I, I, I like another quote. Snitches get stitches. Oh, that's true. That was actually, it's, uh, <laughs> it was in the Say by the Bell reboot. It said, snitches get riches. Because they were trying to find out who stole some iPads. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still going to pass on that one. But. <laughs> that's okay. I can tell you everything you want about it. Moving on with a love thy neighbor, the best of next door. You have uh, when people start chatting back and forth. Uh, this person who wrote flags on my two and a half mile with my dog, I saw a grand total of thirteen American flags flying. I was hoping to see more. Followed by a couple little flags uh, emojis. Well, somebody points out your emojis are the Liberian flag, not the U.S. flag. <laughs> Apparently, Ooh, they were a little whoops. confused on what flag they were actually posting. Yeah, that's. Uh... Pay attention. This goes back to the uh, proofread before you post kind of thing. <laughs> uh, here comes something where uh, you might want to be careful what you leave uh, just lying around. It's a picture of a dog with something in its mouth, blurred out. Gus finds balls in the Golden Gate Park on almost every walk, sometimes two. But today he found something a little different, though peripherally <laughs> related, I suppose, if one's mind goes there. He was thrilled and proud, trotting to anyone who was nearby to show off his find while it bounced around in his mouth. I was laughing so hard I was crying, so I was not very good at getting him to drop it. Hilarious yet horrifying and completely gross. He will not be kissing me on the face for at least the next decade. Yes, you guessed it. Uh, he had a, a big old rubber wang in his mouth. I wag you. <laughs> I just pictured that and it just it seems like something that should be in a comedy movie and I hope it ends up in one that's just funny <laughs> oh and then uh, finally with love thy neighbor there's a picture of a cat wearing overalls and a straw hat don't know why says Jack is our chubby beloved cat he dashed the door late Tuesday night just prior to bedtime he wasn't wearing any clothes at the time <laughs> So uh, if you happen to uh, notice a, a red cat who is naked, uh, you might want to uh, return Jack to them. He will not be wearing his overalls and his straw hat. Just, just Dang putting, it. Just putting that out there. Yeah. I was looking forward to that. Come on, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, with just a little bit of time left, let's do one more. It says, Fart Found Owen. If anyone lost a fart today, I found it. It was lingering casually in the potato chip aisle in Kroger around 12.15 today. That's awesome. I was going to say, your your neighbors, they, they're quite gassy. <laughs> Hopefully they don't watch the show. But folks, that does it for the first hour. When we come back, uh, we've got our call-in topic. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes. Fuzzball. 
I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. December 1st, we are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. No internet issues, so it looks like you had a chance to make your smoothie today. I was able to make my smoothie. This is the second time I've used the new Vitamix, and uh, I gotta tell you, man, where you been my whole life, Vitamix? <laughs> it is damn expensive, let me tell you. It's, at, it's on sale at Costco right now if you want to get one uh, through uh, Christmas. I think uh, the December 21st, I think, goes off sale. I digress. Um, it's 300 bucks, which is pricey for a blender. But man, oh man, this thing is like Smoothie King uh, quality. It's so oh, good, nice. man. The blend is perfection. And what's great is it comes with this sweet attachment that the Blendtec did not have. And uh, you just put what you want into your one cup. And uh, instead of having the big excess and having more, you just put what you need in that cup, man, and you put the little adapter on, like a Nutribullet kind of. Nice. Dude, it's perfection, dude. And the flavor pops. Did not have that with the Blendtec for some reason. Yeah, I noticed you got back uh, a little bit earlier. You know, to Usually with the Blendtec, it took you longer. There were some times where you just slipped right in as soon as the uh, the music was yeah. starting. But no, you were back nice and early. quick, man. Nice. And, it, and I'm telling you, one of the best smoothies I've ever made. I don't do anything different. It just tastes damn. It just tastes that much better. Nothing like a good smoothie, that's for sure. No, and you know what's weird, though, is I still can't smell. Really? I can taste, but I can't smell. That is strange. That is very yeah. strange. Yeah, still weird, man. Still weird. Yeah. Don't know, you know, obviously, how to relate to that because smell has so much to do with taste. But, uh, you know, hopefully it comes back to you sooner rather than later. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, some things I can't taste, but I can taste that smoothie. I can't <laughs> smell it, but I can taste it. Yeah, that works. Well, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners. And we invite you to call in 24 hours in advance for the next day's topic. Uh, and you can do so on the Phoenix line, that number 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. And if you do, call and chime in on our call-in topic. You are entered into a chance to win our prize contest. It is our daily, uh, sorry, our monthly contest where we will pull one person's name and uh, they have a chance to win some Phoenix fan gear, a Phoenix uh, media hat, shirt, maybe some other good odds and ends. But uh, in any case, if you don't call, you can still chime in live with us on the live video. That's over at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R. Just click into the live video and comment there in the comment section. Today's topic is further explanation required. So uh, is there a concept or a topic or something that you just struggle to explain to somebody? Either they have 
no pre-existing knowledge and it's just one of those things that is really difficult um, or you know you just can't find the right words to put it all together and this stems from uh, a conversation I had with Jesse last week as we were watching The Mandalorian. Now, she's not a huge Star Wars fan. She enjoys what she sees, you know, as she sees it, but she's not really up on the canon and the timelines and all of that. And she decided to ask me uh, sort of a two-part question. One, where does The Mandalorian fall into the greater Star Wars universe? And two, who is Ahsoka Tano? At which point, I I was kind of stumped. You know, it's difficult to explain Star Wars, you know, and I just started telling her that, okay, well, you know, the first movie that came out was actually episode four. This takes place between episode six and seven, which was about 30 years difference, but this takes place about 10 years after episode six. Now, Ahsoka Tano was part of the Clone Wars television series, which took place between episodes two and three, and she just started glazing over. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, a lot, man. Oh, God, it is a lot to explain. If if you don't know the world of Star Wars, oof, it is tough. Yeah, and it, it I sort of attribute it to, uh, you know, these you see in the movies and the TV shows where they've got uh, a poster board with pinups of pictures and red yarn tying one thing to another to another. That's the only way you can really explain it to somebody who has no concept of the Star Wars timeline, let alone the whole Clone Wars or Rebels, you know, the offshoot uh, uh, cartoons. Yeah, I I felt like uh, very similar to yours, um, not using Star Wars, but I'll I'll use the other big Disney franchises, and that's the Marvel movies. When you had to tie the MCU, like explaining it to my non-comic book family members, but they loved the movies. They enjoyed them. They're like, oh, this is great. But they're like, so what is this character tied to and why is this? So to go back and explain, you got to use your comic book nerd wisdom and say, well, this took place because of this. And this is actually set here, but it, they put it here to explain. So very similar to your Star Wars explanation, but I think Star Wars is the nail on the head. So I don't need to go into too much detail, but I would say the Avengers you know, is something I've had to explain to to my family members because, again, they love the movies. They just don't get it uh, why certain things happened before those and why certain characters are intertwined. Yeah, and that's the thing. They don't necessarily go in chronological order. For instance, somebody who's not up to speed might wonder why there's a Black Widow movie coming out when she is clearly dead as the result of Endgame. Well, it's a prequel yeah. to that, and it sort of explains where she came from and, and it actually takes place after the events of Civil War. But we could talk an entire hour just about uh, geeky, nerdy stuff, which we do on our Proton Pack podcast. little shameless plug there. But, folks, it is time that we want to hear from you. What concept have you struggled to explain to somebody else? Chime in now on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video and comment there. When we come back, folks, it is all about you. So go ahead and comment now. We'll see you guys in just a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. 
And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, December 1st. Now we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of our show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, about a concept or a topic that you struggle in explaining to others. For instance, I gave the example of uh, trying to explain to Jesse Star Wars um, and how the Mandalorian and Ahsoka fit into everything. And uh, it becomes almost too complex a task to do. Now, if you do want to chime in, go ahead and comment on the comment section of our Facebook video over at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Let us know what you struggle with explaining to others. Tony, I assume that uh, being a lifetime Costco person, that uh, sometimes you have to explain how Costco works to people, that uh, Costco actually makes money on the memberships, not on the goods that they necessarily sell. Yeah, that's exactly true. Um, It's easy to think like, oh man, Costco can sell stuff on the cheap, and this is how they make their money, and it's totally not that it's it's totally about the memberships and you try to explain especially do uh you know we want you to bring your friends we want you to bring your guests because we want them to become members you know you do get like those big big ass groups of like five people trying to use one membership and you try to explain the concept that you know you got to have a membership well the reason being is is that's what keeps costco afloat you know that's uh it's amazing that membership dues and stuff that's why they go up you know every so many years is you know you got to keep up with demands and stuff and uh you know i think it's a great value uh for what you pay for um for some of the products you know yeah and that's the thing um, you kind of weeds out it's not it's not for everybody even though it seems nowadays it's really easy to get in and out <laughs> just buying stuff's a whole different uh a whole different story when you get to the checkout line yeah, and uh, with Costco, it's easy to recoup the cost of that membership fairly quickly. I mean, I, I go to Costco probably once a week to pick up odds and ends, food items, things that I need. And, you know, in just a short period of time, that would cover my membership cost, which, uh, you know, that, that that's the whole point of it. And that's what pays the employees and, and you know, gives you the phenomenal service that uh, you expect when you go to Costco. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, Tony, has anybody chimed in on your end as far as uh, um, difficult things that are, um, or, you know, concepts that are difficult to explain? Kind of like this yeah, topic. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've got two of them. Okay, so we'll go with one because they'll they'll both be they'll both be good topic conversations for this segment. Um, uh, for Lacey, it was really fun for her to explain to Annabella on how Anders was going to get out of her tummy. So explaining to a young child like how birthing goes and how that's going to happen, I can only imagine uh, that conversation and how fun that would be because my sweet niece, Annabella, does like to ask some good questions. Right. (laughs) um, You know, so do you want to be very like, educational about it not in, in, in forthright and explaining it i'm not how sure the conversation actually went but she said it was fun yeah so. you don't necessarily want to lie to them but at the same time they're not quite ready for that uh talk you know unlike my oldest one who uh i'm dreading having that uh the talk with him but it's got to happen it's got to happen and it's got to no, be no i was gonna say it, it doesn't necessarily have to happen in my lifetime I've still to this day never got the birds and the bees talk. You know, it's I fun. got the. Uh, I never. I did. just got told. Uh, I know she's uh, kids are watching, but I just got told. Uh, 
you know, just don't make me a grandma. That's what there that's all my mom ever told me, and I didn't understand. I like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> um, so I had to figure it out between friends and uh, other means. But uh, yeah, my dad to this day. Yeah, Mag- magazine. Said, well, pal, uh. <laughs> you you found out through magazines. You found at the park and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, luckily, having a little bit older of an uncle, it kind of told me stuff. Oh, I'm so. sure that helps. Got to figure that out. Um, another uh, chime in was from Mike, and I can relate to this, and I admire him for doing this. This is Lacey's husband. Um, for those listening. He puts together, when we do group vacations, whether it's the cruise of 2016 or Disney World of 2019, Mike's the liaison where he will be on, because he works, you know, on online anyways from home remotely. So during times, he's got a little time to look and it's got to, I can only imagine how hard it is for him to try to plan a big old group. And we're talking like the SOV, we're talking like, it can be anywhere from 10 to 20 people trying to plan vacations. It can be a nightmare because now you got to find out when's the best time to book, when's the flights going on sale, how many you can reserve, here's the deposit, et cetera, et cetera. He does that and he's very patient and he's so good at dealing with when communication's not always great and coming up with deposit monies and things like that. I mean, putting his neck on the line to kind of wait for groups to start paying him back, you know, it it can get a little sticky. So kudos to you, Mike, for doing this. Now, the hard concept of that is the whole where his little board goes, and I'm I'm just kind of speaking off actually having conversations with him on this instead of reading a text. It's the headache of, okay, so we're going to – go do this. We're going to be at Bay Tower or, you know, Bay Lake Tower at eight o'clock and we're going to go do a dinner at eight. Trying to organize a massive group and plan your day at the parks is a headache. It's so much easier for a little group, but a big group trying to explain what you're doing and why you're doing it is a nightmare. So Mike, kudos to you, buddy, (laughs) for doing that. I, I like to just be easy going. You say what time, when, where, when we buy it, I'm in. I just go with it. I try not to make things difficult. Well, just think about how difficult it is to organize a dinner with five, six people, maybe, you know, three separate couples and trying to figure out, you know, who wants to go where, what time, who pays for what. That's hard enough, but trying to organize an entire vacation. Um, Mike, I don't envy what you have to do in those respects. But uh, we are talking about uh, concepts and topics that are difficult to explain to others Feel free to chime in. We still got about four minutes left. Uh, let us know what you struggle explaining to other people. While we are waiting, I've got uh, some things that are, are complex things, complex ideas. Explain- complex things. Hi, Annabelle. I see you. You're standing like this far from the TV. I see you. <laughs> but in this case, distilled down into the uh, easiest explanation. So, for instance, uh, chemotherapy. Chemotherapy is a highly complex medical system device, but ultimately it works by stopping your body from making new cells in hopes that the cancer cells die off before your good cells do. So it's almost a race for uh, figuring out which cells die off first. Unfortunately, uh, you know, it it does take a toll on the body, but uh, that is a distilled down version of a complex thought. Yeah, it is. Like, I always thought, like, if I ever got the dreaded C 
like I don't know if I'd want to do that. It just uh, yeah. just looks so hard on everybody that goes through it. Are you watching my buddy Jeff battle that? It just go off. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't wish it on anybody. You know, it's it's nope. just a, a terrible way to go. Another not even conce- a grimy. <laughs> Another concept that's hard for people to understand, especially those who aren't tech savvy, is computers. You know, I, I try to explain often how certain systems work, and you know, it, it's tough if you aren't familiar with how. A computer works. For instance, RAM versus the hard drive. RAM, which is random access memory, is like a computer's short-term memory, whereas the hard drive is its long-term memory. So, uh, um, you know, things that are happening right now are utilizing the RAM. Things that are for storage for long-term are your hard drive. Likewise, IP addresses. You know, everybody hears the word IP address, but what is it actually? Well, an IP address is like a street address, but for computers that are connected on a network. And so that's how uh, systems, outside systems, know where to send the data because you have each computer has its own little unique uh, uh, identifier. It's, uh, that's, that's a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the reason that uh, 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 VPNs exist and a lot of people want yeah. to... Uh, hide their IP, whether it's for legitimate reasons or, you know, security or uh, not so legitimate reasons. You know, for instance, getting access to things they wouldn't otherwise uh, get access to um, based on their location. Something else that's hard to explain is constellations. You know, you look up, you see a bunch of stars, but back in the early days, constellations were basically just lines that we drew to help us remember stars' locations, and of course, locations on directions for those who were traveling. Orbits, likewise, are just things falling sideways fast and continuously missing the ground. Um, You know, each planet, each celestial body has its own certain amount of gravity. And then orbits are what uh, um, surrounds that planet. You know, it's falling, but it's not quite hitting the ground. So it, it just stays in that perpetual motion. All right, looking through, just seeing if anybody has chimed in because we've got just a minute left. That's okay. Just a minute. What else is so hard to explain? We've talked movies, vacation planning. Um, you know, sometimes what's kind of hard to explain to some people is sometimes explaining our radio show. Yeah. You ever get that? <laughs> like people are like, so so you do radio, and they're fascinated. People are always fascinated with that you do radio, which is awesome. <clears throat> but then they're like, so what's your show about? And you're like, well, it's a little of this, it's a little of this, and then you know. It's your daily laugh of your <laughs> daily, daily dose of laugh and levities and things like that. And they're like, so what do you talk about? What is what I just told you. It's a little of this, right. a little of that. And we do topics. It's different every day. So sometimes to explain to some people, like watching their face just go, huh. Like, <laughs> and then you're like, okay, well, it went from being, well, that's cool to, I don't get like, it. What do you want to talk about? We'll talk about it on our show. What do you, what do you want? I find the easiest <laughs> way to describe it is a morning variety show. Could be yeah. talking about sports, entertainment, uh, you know. Uh, you can have meltdowns when your technology fails. Exactly. You know, all kinds of stuff. You don't know what the day's going to bring. So. Yeah. And then finally, in concepts that are hard to explain, alcohol. Well, alcohol like beer or, you know, hard alcohol is basically just bacteria poop. Yeast eats sugar and excretes ethanol and CO2, which 
obviously creates uh, alcohol, which gets you drunk and tipsy, and uh, all of those good and sometimes bad things that alcohol does. There's a lot of bacteria inside uh, 7-Eleven taquitos. <laughs> Just saying. Fun won't, fact of the day. Won't get you drunk, though. But, folks, that does it for the interactive. you're calling. That it will. <laughs> that does it for the interactive portion. Tomorrow's topic is gifts for the impossible what do you give the person who's impossible to buy for for christmas well that's what we're going to be exploring and hopefully you guys can give us some ideas because i'm kind of in that situation right now so uh, in any case when we come back folks we've got a segment called fresh facts don't go anywhere we'll be right back Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is December 1st. It's a Tuesday. Now we have a thing called the Phoenix Line. We talk about it quite a bit on the show. So if you're not familiar with it, it is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. And you know how it works. You leave a message after the beep. You don't even have to talk with a real person. Now, the way we've been doing our call-in topics is giving you guys the topic the day beforehand, give you guys a chance throughout the day at your convenience to chime in for the next day's topic. Tomorrow's topic is gifts for the impossible. As I mentioned in the last segment, these are what to get for people for Christmas that are nearly impossible to buy for. Maybe they're the person who has everything or they're the person who wants nothing. What do you get them? So help us out. Uh, As I mentioned, I'm sort of in this predicament right now, so any help would be truly appreciated. But the Phoenix line, that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, wanted to talk about a sitcom that Tony and I grew up with um, that uh, before we went to our long break last week, we were gushing over the reunion that was just aired on HBO Max. And we know that not everybody has access to HBO Max, won't necessarily be able to watch this, but found that there were a lot of interesting behind-the-scenes facts that I didn't previously know. So that's why we call this segment Fresh Facts. This is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. Yes, we are talking Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The reunion special was fantastic. And uh, if you do plan on watching it, if you have access to HBO Max, I would strongly suggest uh, uh, either just skipping ahead to the next segment or uh, just put on those earmuffs. Or if you don't mind being spoiled, by all means, go ahead and uh, keep listening. But uh, for instance, uh, you know, one of the 
more interesting facts was that uh, the main focus of the Fresh Prince was originally the chaotic dynamic between Will and Uncle Phil. But once they noticed the chemistry between Will and Carlton, their friendship became an important element to the show. And uh, obviously, the way they played together and, and, I mean, some of the stuff they did where uh, Carlton was basically the straight man to Will's goofiness, uh, it's a dynamic that uh, I think I can appreciate uh, that we have here on this show, Honto. Absolutely, man. And there's always a good dynamic when you have good chemistry with one another. And I think that's how you become friends. And I I really love the fact when people are in TV shows and they, they're friends in real life, they're able to play off each other that much better on air. You know, it's it's tough when you know they don't get along. You, yeah. you kind of get that vibe and the connection is harder. It seems um, forced. But yeah, it's definitely neat. Yeah. And I mean, so much so with this dynamic between uh, uh, Will and Carlton that uh, even at the first table read for the pilot episode, uh, Will Smith and Alfonso Ribeiro wouldn't stop chasing each other around the table. And it just goes to show that uh, right from the get go, they had that instant chemistry. Yeah, it's uh, I like I like the snickering and uh, the, the way they play. They got along well with each other on that show um i just started re-watching it and i'm two episodes in on uh season one man and talk about some good stuff and and watching the reunion and them kind of spilling the behind the scenes stuff now that i've gone back and i've started to re-watch it knowing the stuff what i didn't know then and i was way too young to really catch any of that stuff now like him mouthing his line like he oh, we're Will was there. so dedicated we're <laughs> to get this to get this down he learned everybody's lines and if you watch in their early episodes he totally mouths the lines as they do it so yeah it, and he doesn't realize he's doing it and it may it makes it on there so and it's funny because yeah it's something you don't catch just in passing but when they go and they point it out and they even like highlight his lips you know, it, it's amazing to uh, to go back and see that. And, you know, obviously he wasn't an actor before. He was just a rapper. And so didn't realize that he only really needed to learn his lines or, you know, the triggers to get in and out of his lines, not everybody's lines. <laughs> yeah, but kudos to him. It's made him who he is today. And I think he's a fantastic actor. So for somebody that was just pulled from being a rap star into this, you know, really cool. Yeah. Really cool how he could adapt to that uh, seem seemingly easily, but I don't know how easy it was. Uh, that's for me. I have the kind of short term memory, so it's kind of hard to remember a lot of. It's, it's it's hard to intake a lot of that for me, <laughs> you know. But then again, I might get paid to do it. If I was getting paid to remember stuff, I probably would do a lot better. Exactly, you you know. would treat it the way it deserves to be treated. Well, Absolutely. Let's, let's move on with our fresh facts. This one blew my mind uh, seeing it on there. Will Smith auditioned for The Fresh Prince at Quincy, Quincy Jones's birthday party with only 10 minutes notice. Everything went so well, they created the deal memo that night. Um, I mean, typically, stars have to audition for roles in an audition setting. Uh, you know, a, a series going to uh, even pilot is just a huge ordeal. The fact that this was sort of off the cuff at Quincy Jones's birthday party while all the executives were there, uh, they had, you know, Will Smith audition with 10 minutes notice. I, that blew my mind. I don't know about you, Tone. Yeah, I think it's crazy because when you think Quincy Jones, you think music. You don't think necessarily television or anything like that. So when they kept talking about Quincy Jones, I'm like, the Quincy Jones? And 
you know, and his story where like Quincy had that big Michael Jackson statue or poster uh, when Michael or when uh, Will Smith was in there doing his audition. And, you know, he's looking up at Michael Jackson's thing, talking to Quincy Jones, just the surreal moment of saying, we want to pitch this show. We want you to be the guy. And he's like, so they made him on the fly do an audition, which was really cool. Yeah, I mean, Quincy has a track record for finding talent, obviously. It goes to show all of the Grammys he's won, you know, all of the gold and, and platinum records he's produced. So uh, I think uh, I'm glad it worked out the way. Obviously, we got a uh, wonderful series out of it. Moving on with our fresh facts. Um, this is one that, that had me laughing. I forgot about this episode until they brought it up. But uh, Alfonso Ribeiro completely improvised the scene at the end of Will's Misery in season five, where he ran around the entire set. And that's the one where uh, in the kitchen, he was pulling himself on the floor and his his uh, knees were dragging and just crazy and they even broke the fourth wall with it as he went up into the audience and they showed on the show itself him running into the audience and and, uh, then coming back down and uh, it's something that had never happened in uh, sitcom history yeah that's crazy because you always you know like there's an audience or at least sometimes it makes you think that it's just a laugh track because the laughs always seem to be on cue on point when you're younger you don't understand that there is you know from christian and i have been to the tonight show a couple of times and there is an applause button there's a time where they where it says quiet and then look you know reaction and and everybody so some of it is kind of a forced (laughs) you know it's it's forced but some of it's legit and i think during that scene you could kind of see it was completely legit because yeah. it was a lot of laughter and i think the crowd reaction when he went running through was was huge and i don't remember that episode when we were younger i mean I, and we used to watch it every monday night um that used to be the thing was to watch fresh prince i think blossom was on around that time too. yeah but you're going through the the uh series so you'll get there eventually yeah. now now speaking of laughs from the audience uh, one of the longest audience laughs the fresh prince ever received was when trevor proposed to hillary while bungee jumping on tv and crashed to his death um yeah will you marry <laughs> and, and it just went static well, and, you know, the the reason they have those applause signs is more for when they turn it off, they want the audience to quiet down so that the actors can continue their lines. And the audience just kept going and going and going. It was just hilarious. Oh. Good stuff there. It's uh, just, uh, I remember the Trevor thing. And, you know, it's funny. Hillary doesn't bother me now, but, like, during when I was younger watching the show was never really a big Hillary fan. I always thought she was kind of bitchy. <laughs> yeah, that's but right. she did. That just means Karen Parsons played her role well. Yeah. She uh, she did what she was supposed to because she seems very humble and nice, like in the reunion. So yeah, now you've got a new appreciation for her. And then finally, with fresh facts. <laughs> course one of the staples of the show was uh jazz or dj jazzy jeff being thrown out of the house well they shot jazz being thrown out of the bank's house in 150 takes in one day so they i could only imagine how that wore on his body but uh you know he he just got up did it again got up did it again 150 takes to be thrown out of the house and of course they probably didn't use all of them Ah! 
<laughs> but it, it, it was one of those reoccurring things that was always hilarious. But folks, that does it for our fresh facts from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. When we come back, we're heading to the final segment of the show. And that means it's time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we did it. We made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, December 1st, without any technical issues, which is always good. But if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Go. Are you a god? Of course. Why would I not be? I'm wearing Denver Bronco gear. Of course I'm a god. Well, maybe not this season, but... Uh. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's why I'm wearing all vintage. I'm reliving the old days with the old D. There you go. Well, uh, while you are there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always get the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. And we care about you guys so much, which is why we do this segment at the end of each show where we want to drop a little knowledge, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. Yes, it is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right, uh, kicking things off. This Day in 800... Charlemagne judges the accusations against Pope Leo III in the Vatican. Uh, Charlemagne is uh, not the rapper. This is the uh, Holy Roman Emperor from way back when. Holy Roman, I'm a bigger fan of the Pope for yeah. <laughs> I love it. Holy Roman. Little Dio reference there. I had nothing for that. Yeah, I had nothing for it, really. It's just... Make fun of it instead. That's okay. This day in 1824, the U.S. House of Representatives begins to decide the outcome of the election deadlock between John Quincy Adams and Andrew Jackson. Boy, that starts to sound a little familiar. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Jackson did not want to concede. He stayed. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't leave his little uh, his little table. His 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 huge table. His huge table. Did you see a picture of that? <laughs> no. Uh, no, Siri. Siri, this is your segment, but please don't, please don't interrupt the good hoedown. <laughs> no, there's a picture, and I think it's legit. You know, um, and, and I'm not poking fun at politics, but uh, I saw it on the Tonight Show. But uh, they had Trump at his, you know, his his presidential desk, but they shot it from afar, and it looked like you know one of the little tables that. <laughs> They're <laughs> on your pizzas. <laughs> yeah. You know, that just to- separates the box from touching the cheese. Uh-huh. And it just looks like a little table. The the table, look, he looked like a little kid at a table. You'll have to see it. It's the weirdest thing. I'll poor, check it out. <laughs> poor, poor Trumposaurus. <laughs> uh, moving on this day in 1868, John D. Rockefeller begins an anti-oil war. How do you think that worked out for him? 
Mm, well, he's rich. He's a Rockefeller, and he has a center name after him, and they'll be lighting the Rockefeller tree tomorrow after the Steeler Ravens game if that happens. Right. So uh, I think it worked out pretty damn well. Yeah, for, for him, he made a lot of money. The war on oil, not so much. We're s- still there, but, uh, you know, there's talk about debate. We could... It's not a political show, so we won't go into it. Uh, what we yeah, will talk o- it's about... It's okay to debate there, master. It is. <laughs> this day in 1887, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes first appears in print, Study in Scarlet by... Do you remember the author's name, Tony? We've talked about it a few times. Sir... Uh, he was a sir. Sir Isaac Newton. <laughs> I don't know. Close, but no cigar. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, I was not even close. No, no. Speaking of uh, oil, this day in 1913, Ford Motor Company institutes the world's first moving assembly line for the Model T Ford. And a lot of people think that uh, um, Ford invented the uh, automobile. They didn't. They invented the assembly line, which revolutionized uh, the way we make goods in this country, in most countries, yeah. for that matter, they also uh, found uh, the very first. They they had the first one that was found on the road dead. You know, <laughs> <before>. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, Tony knows that struggle a little too well. Yeah, even with a new life, my Frankenstein vehicle still lacks umph. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, lessons that Tony has learned oh, yeah. This day in 1953 Hugh Hefner publishes the first edition of Playboy magazine Featuring Marilyn Monroe as the magazine's first centerfold uh, He's good if, I, if, if, if anyone had a more bitchin' life and, and maybe he, I don't know, it looked, from outside looking in his life looked awesome. That dude got to live out like his last 30 years in pajamas and like a little bubble peace pipe. He had nonstop girlies dressed as bunnies hanging outside. He had rock star. That guy had a party all the time. Like his life did not look like it sucked. Well, and it goes to show hopefully the character that he was that, you know, with the whole Me Too movement and everything that came started coming out about celebrities and things along those lines, you didn't hear anything about Hefner. No, Hefner was good. And, you know, it's the the magazine obviously is not what it was. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't say I've even looked at one in God knows how long. Yeah. Because uh, they went for that weird movement, right? Where they like did the no nudity and then it just became a men's magazine like a Maxim. Right. Then, then they I- brought back the nudity, but it's just, you know, unfortunately after half it kind of went south and sometimes things like that happens. Um, but for what it was, man, what a ride. And as a young kid, man. <laughs> and, and I know there's the joke that, uh, oh, I'm only reading it for the articles. But, you know, the yeah. articles were actually pretty good. Yeah, dude, it was, man, thank you, Hugh. You yeah. were, well, thumbs up, buddy. We have him to thank on this day back in whatever I passed it. They should call this Hugh Hefner Day, man. There you go. A lot of young men. A lot of young men got to see some great things. Great articles. Great cartoons. The little comics in them were great, too. The jokes were good, too. Yeah. But uh, we digress. Let's move on with this day in history. This day in 1955, Rosa Parks is arrested for refusing to move to the back of a bus to give her seat to a white passenger in Montgomery, Alabama. And I think it's a story we've all heard and and just a great um, 
sort of pinpoint on the um, civil rights movement of, uh, you know, yeah. how far we've come, but how far we still have yet to go. Yeah, I applaud her. I mean, I love that she stood her ground. I wish that it was more like, I wish we weren't regressing in that area of things. I mean, we got to see that through this nightmare of a year, but uh, kudos, Rosa Parks, kudos. Yep. Moving on, this day in 1957, ooh wee ooh, we all look like Buddy Holly. Well, Buddy Holly, Sam Cooke, and the Crickets debut on the Ed Sullivan Show. Now I get why the ooh wee ooh. Now I get that. First I'm like, ooh wee ooh. <laughs> oop de ooh. Oop de ooh. Oop de ooh. It was, it was just you're going filler. all uh, Bud Kilmer on me, man. They they couldn't think of any lyrics to fill that space, so they just went with the... Yeah. Uh, um, speaking of somebody... Uh, well, some that, of those songs are the best. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of people who did exactly that, I had no idea that this uh, happened to them, but uh, this day in 1960, Paul McCartney and Pete Best are arrested, then deported from Hamburg, Germany, for accusations of attempted arson. Who knew that a uh, beetle was an arsonist? Yeah, never. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. He actually got arrested. He seems like a perfect role model. I yeah, an idea. I could see. I'm going to put out my joint in the grass that's burned down this place. I could see him getting arrested for drugs, but uh, attempted that's arson. A good idea. <laughs> ah, this day, 1976, the Sex Pistols using profanity on TV gets them branded as rotten punks. Well, what do you expect? Well, wasn't one of them Johnny Rotten? Yeah. Yeah, that was. Now, did he take the name Johnny Rotten based off that label? Does it, it say? It does not say, so I cannot answer no. that. No. <laughs> Were they singing Anarchy in the UK? And Maybe. then at the end, F and destroy. <laughs> and then finally, this day in history, this day in 1984, Beverly Hills Cop, directed by Martin Brest and starring Eddie Murphy and Judge Reinhold, premieres in Los Angeles. Still one of the best <laughs> buddy comedies <laughs> out there. Okay. And then we will uh, leave the day with some holidays for today. Holidays. <laughs> no celebrate? celebrate? There you go. All <laughs> no, right. I was going to wait until you read the, word, the first one and then chimed in with the celebrate. I don't know where they come up with some of these, but today is Bifocals at the Monitor Liberation Day. Okay. Well, that sounds like a hell of a day to call out, kids. Today is Day Without Art Day. Why? Yeah, well, there will be no art today. Eat a Red Savages. Apple Day. Okay. Mm, Apples are I good. I get down with that. National Pie Day. Hey, kill two birds with one stone and have an apple pie. I love pie. Today is National Christmas Lights Day. It is. Ooh, I like Christmas lights. They're fun. They're yeah, they are. It is Giving Tuesday. Obviously, we mentioned that before, where uh, people are encouraged to give back to nonprofits and charities. It is National Rosa Parks Day, obviously, you know, celebrating what she gave to the world. And it is World Trick Shot Day, so uh, get out those basketballs and attempt those trick shots, folks. Nathan Peterman, where are you? That does it for today's show. When we come back tomorrow, it is a brand new Wednesday show. As we do on Wednesdays, we've got Words Are Hard. Enjoy your Tuesday. We'll see you all tomorrow.